0: My Michelle Live Podcast. My, my,
1: my, my Michelle Live. Sports Timeout. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's
0: Michelle. Yes, I am back in the saddle again and ready to ride to victory in the Kentucky Derby. Just saying, it is sports timeout. We talk sports and we look for a deeper story as always on this program for the God story. Is there a message of hope? And if there's a God, what's he doing in all of this? What does he expect of us? Is there really a God story in sports? Yes. And we find it every week. Let me introduce you to the boys on the team. And look, first of all, I have to beg your forgiveness. I do not sound like me. I have been playing on the beach nonstop for about 11 days. And I came back and the time zone change and the lack of beach and sunshine caught up with me. So I have no voice. But that's okay. When you're weak on the team, the other team members come and they hit it out of the park. Let me introduce you. First, we have my friend, my pastor, and an all-around cool guy. He is a chaplain. He's a coach coach and he's garrick Payne.
1: get ready to get <laughs>
0: and we have- hey okay. reverend you could have just said amen why don't you someone say amen give me an amen somebody and then we have with us author of this phenomenal sci-fi book it's a uh, science fiction it's faith and it's freaking phenomenal it's called breaking yesterday you can see a link at my Michelle live brent r author, baker author photographer
1: brent r baker never, never.
0: That's a song his wife sings to him every single day, right? You better believe it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, it's good to connect with you. It's been a while. We had to skip a couple days because I was busy doing sports on the beach, like the sport of laying in the sunshine, the sport of swimming in the surf, that kind of stuff.
2: Important sports of life. Important sports
0: of life. And while I was gone, things were happening. And I wanted to get to one of the biggest stories in sports. This is huge. Rich Strike and jockey Sony Leon won the 2022 Kentucky Derby, despite entering the race with 80 to 1 odds. Now, for some of those uh, listeners and viewers and readers that don't really get how big that is, Brent, can you explain what that really means?
1: It means that if you gambled on that, on him to win, you did very well.
0: (laughs) Basically. (laughs) That's the
1: the technical definition. Yeah. I don't know where in the field he ranked. It would have been near the bottom, but typically the odds for the favorites will be two to one, three to one, that sort of thing. So, Eighty to one—that's well, that'd be like the, that'd be like the Seattle Mariners winning the World Series in baseball. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Okay, now that puts it. <laughs> not in perspective. this year, but
1: in our regular <laughs> any year, any oh, any any year. <laughs> yeah, seriously,
0: it's huge. And so it was a huge upset. Richie was supposed to be a small time horse. Okay, Rich Strike supposed to be a small time horse, but he won it not by just a little bit, like a whisker, by a head, but. By coming from dead last and out running the horses the hard way. It's like watching one of those movies where, you know, this horse is in last. He's struggling. And then suddenly he goes from last place, works his way through the horses, and then wins by more than a head. It was what was described as miraculous But, guys, I really did want to touch on some of the tragedies that led them here. Just years before this Kentucky Derby, Reed and his staff lost 23 out of 36 of their horses when lightning sparked a fire in the stable back in 2016.
2: I didn't know about that. Yeah. Wow.
0: In 2020, Reed spent nine days in intensive care with COVID-19 and almost didn't make it. And just this last year, Reed lost two of his friends to cancer and a grandson in a tragic accident. So they've had a lot of tragedies. Before we get into some of the other sports, how we always promise to talk about the God story, I think you can see uh, a representation of a God story here. Life is tragic because there's sin in the world. But even through the tragedy, it's those, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Beating all odds, overcoming the impossible. That's what just gives us hope and strength and, and those woohoo moments. Pastor yeah. Garrick Pang, weigh in.
2: I will say that a hearty amen to what you just said in terms of the fact that we need hope in this world because there's so much around us that looks hopeless today. And I think this is a part of why people so connect with sports and so resonate. And Come when on, my wife, actually, she's the one who showed me the the replay just the other day, because I've had a really crazy week myself. Like it was actually yesterday morning. She said, you guys got to talk about this on your show. And I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? And she said, the Kentucky Derby. And so she showed me the video and- there's a great one that NBC has that, that actually, it's it's a replay and it, it actually puts a little arrow on the horse so you can see when I he's coming out. I don't know we have that,
0: but I can show it, you some of, let's see if we can get.
1: is coming up on the outside. Has taken
0: the lead. This is towards That's the, the end. Un incredible, unbelievable. Yeah. Seriously, the longest shot.
2: Yep, yep. So he was the least favorite, <laughs> the least expected to win, and and I think going back to the God story is that God is the God of the underdog, and I I think it's just great to see that kind of story and just to see and to hear about the loss and the heartache and heartbreak that he's been through in the last year, and just to watch the team and just see the way. And I don't know, there was a little bit of a flap. I don't know if you heard about this, but afterwards with the, uh, the, I don't know what you call them, but the, the guys who come alongside and, and carry them to the winner's circle. And the horse was acting up a little bit because he was just excited after winning and after running. And anyone would be, right? And so there's all this criticism of the guy who who was trying to take them in because he ended up having to hit actually hit the horse. And it was so cool because the trainer came on and he defended him. Everybody was attacking the guy and he says, no, he probably saved my horse and all these different things. And so it, it just showed a lot of humility. It wasn't this, <clears throat> excuse me, hey, we, we got to go after this guy for beating up on my horse or whatever. But it, just take, pull up YouTube and just watch some of the Kentucky Derby stuff. It, it's it's worth your time because it, it's just a wonderful great story
0: it is absolutely stunning what took place and going to be fun to watch how it proceeds but what that story does is give the average person hope because it can seem like there is groups of people that have privilege it can seem as though the odds are stacked against you but that's why we love the underdog story isn't it in in our society because we like to know that the average person, or even relating it to me, myself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the gospel right there, that uh, the world is, uh, everything stacked against us because of a, being in a sinful world, Brent, but because of what Christ did on the cross, we have this crazy, awesome hope, and we can actually believe that we can win in the game of life, even though we don't seem to have all of the tools or talents of everybody else. There's an old saying that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called.
1: Yeah, I think if, if you're familiar with the gospel story and the types of people that Jesus chose to <laughs> yeah. be his apostles, they were fishermen, they were IRS agents, they were <laughs> people who had all sorts of issues. They were not the, the rich or the powerful of their day. The
0: perfect, the pretty, the glamorous, the famous. No.
1: So, yeah. How much of a parallel you can draw between the Kentucky Derby here, but this, (laughs) you know, Rich Strike was the, the the last, if you're talking, we talk about seeding in the NCAA basketball tournament, it'd be like a 16 seed getting to the final four. Come on. He was the last the worst odds to win of the whole field of, of 20 horses. So, yeah, it's again, it's somebody who was not celebrated, somebody who was not expected, somebody that people were overlooking that came out on top.
0: I, the Bible verse is escaping me, Garrick, maybe you can help me with that, about us in the New Testament talking about us being the refuse, the, the people who are looked over. Do you know uh, it'll come to me it'll come to me you know what I'm talking about come on you gotta yeah, know right right sure Michelle you yeah. yeah, sure, yeah, no, but-
2: actually the Bible is filled with analogies like that in terms of and you can see it all throughout scripture from David being the underdog and the smallest Moses of his family st- and what's that
0: Moses having a stutter yeah
2: yeah all those different types of things and And if you look at the scriptures, you'll see that all throughout, that it's the people that were least expected uh, to be able to do something that God did something through. And that's why you need to watch The Chosen. If you haven't watched The Chosen, thechosen.tv check it out. It's it's all about the life of Jesus and it's
0: beautiful. I like it. So now something interesting, two days after riding that 80 to one shot victory, the 32-year-old Venezuelan rider had been suspended, by the way, for careless riding at a race last month in, in Ohio. It's... It, I. It, you were talking about the treatments of the horses, him defending, and that was right on. But a lot of what we don't always see in the Kentucky Derby and other uh, and in the other sports, we'll see. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of regulations, and those are good to keep things. Flowing to protect the horses, to protect players. What I wanted to transition to was soccer. Now, we're experiencing right now the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It is back on, and I'm telling you, Garrick is a soccer player yourself. You may enjoy it. I really don't love watching it because there's no VAR and it drives me crazy <laughs> because we're not watching it live where we can say, okay, maybe the, maybe the ref is right. We're seeing actual egregious, are you kidding me, called back goals, fouls that don't get called, handballs that get completely missed. It's freaking frustrating.
2: Yeah, it's soccer the way that we once played it, where you just have to rely <laughs> on the referee. And, it, and here's the thing. So for those who are not soccer fans, the Lamar Hunt Open Cup trophy is, is a big tournament. And it's patterned after the British, the Open Cup, or no, but yeah, they call it the Open Cup back in England. And any team can enter it. So it, it's open literally to anyone. That's why they call it the Open Cup. So and, your
0: team can uh, enter. Pardon? Your team can enter?
2: My team could enter, yes. My team would get knocked out right away, but...
0: <laughs> so did my team, the Seattle Sounders. Now, so. <laughs> if they had an
2: over-55s Open Cup, our team would actually probably do okay. And so anyway, the the way that soccer is played now with VAR, I think is it adds to the game because you don't miss as much, but it, it really is not the way that soccer... And we're going that way in every sport because I'm thinking why even use in, in baseball, why use empires anymore? Because you've got the technology to see exactly what what everything is like and and
0: Yes, and you, you don't, do. You don't need them. But think, you're right. That's the way soccer used to be. And people can use nostalgia and say, that's how soccer should be. But soccer used to be people had to go to a stadium or to a field to watch a game. They weren't able to watch it on television yeah. with yeah. replays. Now that we watch replays and we can see the egregious errors, it's freaking frustrating. Yeah.
2: And yeah twice, so, by the uh, way, I, I am thinking. so here. My camera just...
0: But, I'm not uh, saying that we
2: should go back in time <laughs> because I do the replay because especially with things like people flopping and stuff like that which w- annoys me more than anything about professional soccer is Thank you, flopping. ladies
0: and gentlemen I hate flopping i think it, especially in men's soccer you should get your man card not just a yellow card but uh, any your man soccer card, man women your, your man card should be taken and I, honest, i've said it before i think if there's continuous flopping and oh my gosh i'm so wounded because someone knocked me down now don't get me wrong you can get the crap beat out of you but seriously i think when that happens they should be forced to play in a hockey match and see what it really feels like they to just get need it. to be
2: carded you should be able to watch a replay and card someone for a flop thank you Uh, there's var available so why not do that penalize it hard as well and as soon as and then it'll stop that's the thing is that people put up with things because there's no consequence hey on the
1: question of on the question of var i fully appreciate the ability to replay and reverse egregious calls and that sort of thing but do you think that at times the officials and this could be for any sport, but the officials get have gotten to where they depend so much on it that their on field calls have deteriorated to, to a certain extent. See, especially if you are if they are used to having officiated games with it.
0: See, I don't necessarily agree with it. that. And I will tell you why. Because if I know that my calls are going to be scrutinized by VAR that I'm going to be called out. I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to, I want (laughs) to look like I'm doing my job. So I don't know. I think the argument can be made both ways. Just saying.
2: I I think refereeing, it's a tough job. It's always been a tough job. And I have, I have always have, try and have the most respect for referees in our leagues, in the adult recreational leagues. It's, sometimes you just have to get what you get and, when they don't leave the center circle the entire match then that, that's a little <laughs> bit frustrating but the professional referees my hat goes off to them and and i have so much respect for the job that they do because it's it a is tough top. job
0: it's a tough job and i get that but there are some times where it's just are you kidding me and one that is frustrating the flopping is frustrating and it, 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 we see it more in south american for example countries maybe it's cultural maybe it's this appeal to the to the ref like it's mommy my brother hurt me oh oh." the bigger fuss you make the more mommy's going to come over and say you shouldn't have hurt your brother that's what it looks like and it doesn't always play well and I don't think that it really helps in perpetuating the the whole institution of professional soccer in the United States of America while it competes with so many other sports, what does help in perpetuating professional soccer in the United States while it competes with other sports is when we do amazing things like have a United States Major League Soccer team win CCL. Boom! The Seattle Sounders, now I know that we didn't get to talk about it last week but that was So exciting to see during the Concacaf Champions League! It has always been the South American team. MLS has made it a few times, but never the the Mexican team. The the
2: Mexican team. Yes, I said South America. Yeah, it's not South
0: American. Sorry, it's North America, south of us. They always seem. They always. Uh, come out with the trophy but the Seattle Sounders got to win it in their own stadium with their aggregate score and, and the last game three nil they didn't just squeak by they won a solid win but and Garrick is I want to talk about how exciting and how important that is to sports to soccer in particular in the United States and then we'll talk about the 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 cup well,
2: yeah, if you've been following soccer as long as I have, and, and I know many of the listeners have been,
0: mm-hmm. the United States was always
2: seen as, oh, it's just the U.S. And so from our national team to when our teams played international clubs, we just Friendlies didn't have what it took. Yeah, And and this is a huge, and I believe there were six times uh, previously that, that MLS teams have competed for that that coveted spot in the final, and no one had ever won up until two weeks ago when the Sounders beat was it Pumas, Pumas from from Mexico City, and so it is a huge win uh, for us. Now we'll actually play in the, uh, I don't know what it's called officially, but it's the First Cup uh, on the global stage. So the
1: Sounders will actually be. I think it's called the Club World Cup. Club World.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, And and here's the thing. It's difficult because outside of CCL, it seems like the Sounders, for example, who took it all there, put all of their eggs in this one basket of CONCACAF and they did great and they won it. But in MLS... uh, in league games they have lost embarrassingly the lamar Hunt u.s open cup they are first game they're out uh, they didn't play too unimpressively but they lost in um in goal kicks at the end so it's sad to me and is that what you would do if you were the coach just put all your eggs in this one basket and everywhere else look like you just stink i think we're second from the bottom in, in MLS right rankings?
2: It's a really tough situation to be in as the coach. First, let me say that Brian Schmetzer is probably one of the best coaches in MLS. He he I really agree. is an amazing coach. And it's a mentality thing that is tough for the players. And for the Open Cup, the, there, there are so many competitions. And one of the unique things about American, or about soccer in general, is that these different competitions are played over top of your regular season. So they, they happen during when your season is going. And so it, it is always a challenge for coaches in terms of who to rest and when. And it's in and, the and Open think Cup, for let, example. Let me I mean, intervene a penalty in this. Shootout, I don't blame the Sounders for losing in a penalty shootout because that is, it's almost just like luck of the draw. I mean, it's flip a coin. And so you can't really say that we...
0: No, we pulled know, ahead, but it, it's not just... it's not just some of these competitions we also have teams that will have to surrender some of their players to their national teams during our regular play that's not often what happens unless you're looking at uh, maybe an olympic year where you'll see hockey players being pulled out for the olympic team you don't see that in football you don't see that in a in other sports like you see it in soccer it's a very interesting dynamic but it can be frustrating for uh, Sounders fans who would like to see their team win or and get concerned that this team, the Seattle Sounders by the way, um, since they're induction into major league soccer have continued to be in the playoffs. You get a little nervous to say, "Will this be the year that we don't. Oh, sure. You take CCL. Congratulations. But you can't make it to the playoffs. Oh, that would suck. I I,
1: I think they'll be fine in the long run. The MLS season is still pretty early on. Season. It's a long yeah. season. And, it's... and I, they definitely put all their eggs in that CCL basket and have taken some hits. So you, You've got to... Manage the workload of your players. I think now that they're clear of this, I, I figured they would struggle for a, a couple of weeks after they came out, out of that. But I think once they're clear of this, I think they'll get back on, on track. They've got too much talent, too much good coaching, yeah. and too much tradition for this slow start for them to, to continue.
0: I agree. And here's something and Michelle, kind of we inch- have Kellen Rowe. Yeah, I'm not a Roe fan, nor I am you're I a fan. No, fan. And you know what? I want to be a Roe fan. I He has a Seattle tattoo on his arm. He's all in for my city. I, I think that he needs to up his game, to be honest with you. Who didn't need to up their game, and for those of you who are outside of Seattle, I'm sorry. This has been Seattle-centric. I get it. But this is big news. When you have something as exciting as the first team in the U.S. to take the CCL, this is how it excited the fans were seriously the okay you don't want to see the commercial uh, fans created a rave quake there we go
1: we wrote ourselves into the history books today and i'm so proud of my team they have won the Concacaf cap champions league
0: and yes we did the key- And they literally registered on the Richter scale. It was just that big and that exciting. I'm not kidding. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations. As we talk about soccer today. Now, here's another soccer story that I wanted to bring into the mix. Um, Some Qatar hotels, as we look at for the World Cup this year for FIFA, some Qatar hotels won't accept same-sex couples despite FIFA's promise that it's all-inclusive. So there are three hotels in Qatar that will actually refuse to accommodate same-sex couples when people travel to the Gulf Country for the World Cup this year. FIFA gave assurances they'll be allowed to book rooms. And so this is an interesting And it's an interesting story because here in the United States, everybody's a victim. We hear so much about LGBTQ rights, and yet people are so... ignorant as to how bad things are in other countries. Even if somebody, if we look at our history of being a Judeo-Christian influenced nation, that very influence allows for more freedom for people who are outside of a Judeo-Christian practicing uh, lifestyle than anywhere else in the world, Brent.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, how these things are handled in other countries I mean, i think we're seeing a similar dynamic as you have um, a lot of golfers with this saudi arabian backed tour that's trying to make inroads and I, I think shoot what was it oh yeah actually it was on our list here with greg norman and his business partner we scrutinize all sorts of these partnerships within our country and how a few give to the wrong political campaign, you get blacklisted or or silenced. Yet here's Greg Norman, his business partner in Saudi Arabia, ordered the kidnapping and assassination of somebody.
0: We all make mistakes, Greg Norman said. We all make mistakes. Oops. Hey, it could
1: be a a modern day David.
0: How many of us haven't ordered the assassination of somebody? Maybe a little kidnapping. you an assassination between (laughs) friends? (laughs) Stuff happens. Come on. Judgmental people, you. Well, I think
2: the, the, the problem, as I always like to point out on this show, is that I hate, I abhor the double standard. If yeah. you're going to apply a standard one way, then apply it across the board. Okay. If you're going to pull out of Atlanta because you think that oh, Georgia has yeah. a whatever, then don't go to Qatar because Qatar, it, it's <laughs> not just one of those things where some owners are, feel uncomfortable with homosexuality. It's that it's punishable by death. I mean, oh, come this on. Is, we all
0: make mistakes.
2: This is the law of the land. And if it's not okay, then don't go there. And and so it- Check
0: your worldview. If it's not consistent, you've got the wrong worldview. If your worldview is consistent, but you're not adhering to it, it's as simple as that. And it's crazy. I don't know. This is the world we live in. But the good thing is it gives us the opportunity to reevaluate Sooner or later, things don't make sense, and you look for what does, and that's what leads us back to the God story. In the interest of time, I wanted to mention uh, playoffs. It's playoff season for the NBA, for NHL. NBA championships are going to start fighting for the Larry O'Brien trophy, and NHL, the Stanley Cup. 16 teams have qualified for the shot, and we will get to skate for the sacred chalice of the Stanley Cup coming in june and i'm going to ask you about something else that started in hockey and since it's playoff season we may as well talk about it it is the playoff beard it is a thing have you guys ever grew a beard just for playoffs
1: (laughs) have i ever Uh, grew a beard period (laughs) yeah i haven't been without a beard since sometime in the 90s but i do grow it Thicker in the winter when it's cold and I live in an area where it snows a lot. I'm not sure that anyone is inspired by my beard or motivated <laughs> by my beard or that it brings a community together because I have a thick beard, but hey, beards are cool, can I say?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I, I thought I would ask you guys a trivia question. So we're gonna we're gonna take it on here. Little trivia question here. Trivia question is Who was the first team to start the playoff beard tradition? Hint, it was in the National Hockey League. Who was it? When did it happen? Anyone know without doing a little Google cheating?
2: It was the New York Islanders back in 1993.
0: No, it was not. Sorry about that. I had no clue. I just pulled out a year. (laughs) (laughs) What if you were right? No, the answer is the tradition started. In, 19, in the 1980s, the 84 Ooh, 85 Detroit Red Wings were the first team documented to wear these crates. Yep, there's some of those beards. Some of the captains wearing some are wear better heels. than others. Yeah, some are <laughs> yeah. definitely better than others. So the playoff. Beard, and there's all kinds of weird things that people will do. It's
2: clearly not an Asian-dominated sport. <laughs> <laughs> to have a tradition like that?
0: Okay. Secret Asian man. What is your thing that you do for uh, playoffs? Do you have a tradition?
2: I, I don't because I I take everything into every game, and I feel like if I had a tradition or a superstition, having played as long as I have. It would get broken at some point and then you'd have to start all over again. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not big on those.
0: I know. And it's funny because even fans do, you know, I'm not kidding. I am not superstitious. I'm a faith girl. But I wore a pair of earrings to the MLS cup where our Sounders lost and I've not worn them since. <laughs> right, I'm
2: like, I, yeah, it's your fault, I- Michelle. <laughs> I
0: know. That's the
2: thing. There are people literally who will say, "Okay, on a game day, I have to put on my left sock before I put on my right sock," yeah. and it's okay. Whatever, whatever makes you happy.
0: <laughs> and so we have that kind of power over the team. So it's it's funny, uh, but beards. I don't know. Maybe if you feel like it helps you grow that beard, it's gonna be fun watching the Stanley Cup playoffs and see. Who rises to the top? I know my team will not because they are still linked. They cannot even see the playoffs from their standing way
2: in the back. <laughs> and, <laughs> up there is the playoff yeah, picture. Yeah, there you go.
0: Major League Baseball, the Astros had a pretty impressive 10-game winning streak this Boo. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, really? Come on. And actually, i Are you very, still sore
2: over the trash— bumping he
0: kind of is i'm wearing astro colors today i'm sorry about that but the astros picked up a pair of victories against the minnesota twins on thursday and in doing so they extended that 10 to 10 games that winning streak of theirs pushing their lead over the angels in the american league west so that's pretty exciting but aside from all of that excitement and usually we have josh mcmillan our wookie of the year giving us our baseball highlight specifically the the Seattle Mariners because they are the most underdog team in all of professional sports but here's the thing guys despite the excitement of baseball being underway and the bats swinging the attendance of major league baseball is way down this year any thoughts on why and what they can do about it
2: it's trump's fault
0: okay <laughs> moving on to our next subject
2: <laughs> yeah
1: either that or russia
0: <laughs> it's, it's russian collusion right. that's what they do well is i right do there. think
1: i i think part of it, it it's not necessarily down across the board but i think part of it is that we've had this issue of tanking that's been a problem across many sports but you know teams that that clear out all their talent on purpose to try to build up draft picks and then uh. try to win later on and i think there's several teams right now. It comes to mind: Cincinnati, Oakland, Baltimore. Yeah, it's a game in Pittsburgh, itself. teams that had that that are devoid of, I'll say, star power, or even guys that should be in the major leagues yet. They're basically minor league teams trying to play in the majors. <laughs> and like a team like Baltimore has lost over 100 games four years in a row. I think what's happening is that fans are fed up with their teams that aren't trying to win and if you've got enough teams that are doing you've got super teams like the dodgers you've got a few contenders the the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer in baseball talent wise and so i think you're losing fans of these markets
0: where the teams
1: are perpetually not competitive
0: and I, I, I can see that could contribute. Seriously, that is a game in itself, our draft picks, who we get. It, it's an off field game in itself and it may not be working for people who just want to go and see a good competitive game but on top of that i think there's an over still an oversaturation of games in base the season is just too chock full there's so much that we can see that uh, who very few fans buy season tickets anymore because who could go to all of them
1: i think i don't have a problem with the length of the season the baseball It is meant to be played every day for months because because there's so much
0: out and it's hard to get behind as a fan.
1: I, yeah, I don't agree, but I think what I do think what part of the problem though, is that when you have a game where people, where it's an everyday game, it can't cost hundreds of dollars to go to a game. It just cannot.
0: (laughs) That's very true. Okay, If you you can get away with
1: it, if you're the Seahawks and you've got nine home games, you can get away with the Sounders and you've got 15 Mm -hmm. home games You can't get away with it when you're the Mariners and you have 80 home games. People just won't do it. Back in the day when I I was going to get season tickets at one point when they were five bucks a seat. But now it's just I'm lucky if I can go to one game a year.
0: Yeah, there you go. It's true. Food is expensive. Parking is ridiculous. Getting there isn't always fun in in some cities. You mentioned the Seahawks. I wanted to mention this. The new Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson, is going to face his... Yeah, who (laughs) who is going to face the Seattle Seahawks in week one. How are fans going to react to a beloved player in a new uniform we saw that with uh tom brady when he went to the box it's it's uncomfortable and it feels weird and i think there's a reason behind it i wanted to maybe see where you guys are coming from
2: brent you want to go or i will
1: (laughs) i'll just say i think as as far as seattle goes i think the closest comparison we have to this is when ken griffey jr left the mariners for the cincinnati (laughs) reds back you know in what, about 2000, mm-hmm. Ken Griffey was still in the, the prime of his career. Things got tense with him and, and the, the team, more or less. Not so much with the city of Seattle, but there was just some dynamics with the team. And he wanted to go back to to Cincinnati where he'd grown up. And so they worked out a trade to send him to Cincinnati. And he, when he came back, I think he was nervous from what I have read, but he was greeted very warmly. I think I'm not with Russell greeting Wilson, Russell it,
0: warmly. I'm not greeting him warmly.
1: I, I I think I think we should because
0: I'm not. Go first ahead. Of all,
1: first first of all, uh, how how many other quarterbacks have brought brought Super Bowls?
0: That was then. To this Seattle? is now. This is that was yeah. then. This is now. What you how many straight? Well, how many
1: straight playoff? How many straight? Play-
0: yeah, that was then. This is now. There's- Here's my and, deal.
1: And how, many, and how many weeks did he spend in Seattle Children's Hospital? And I think Every- that's all
0: sweet and everything, but that's yeah. like saying, yeah, my your wife cheated on you, but how many good years did she give you? No. Okay.
2: So let, let me step in between the two of you here. And, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there is an issue and, and I think And what Seattle fans do not like, I I don't know any fans that would like this, is that when a player says something, but then they do something else. And I think that's why people are sore and upset. And that's why I think he's going to be greeted to a very mixed reaction. You'll get some cheers, but you'll get quite a few jeers or boos as well, because of the fact that, you know, him and the management and, and Pete Carroll, they were all like, oh, yeah, Russell's our quarterback. And they knew darn that he was shopping and he didn't want to be here and he was looking for more money and he was looking for something else. And so I'm just going to I'm going to watch the game. It's Monday night football season opener. And I I certainly hope that he doesn't do to us what we did to Denver in the Super Bowl.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I am saying he like pregame. I think there should be an appreciation for what he did in Seattle for all those years, Meh. but once the game starts, yeah. It, it, no
0: holds barred. It's business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say that if he were still the, that same Russell Wilson that did all those things and was just a, an amazing real, genuine, humble guy that, that we knew and loved. He's not that Russell Wilson anymore, in my eyes. Or it doesn't seem to he be. He doesn't yeah. seem to be. Thank you. He seems to be Russell Wilson, the superstar. Russell Wilson, the yeah. celebrity. And that's just not... That goes back to the very thing that we started this show with, talking about the underdog, the 80-to-1 shot, the average person. The, the, these are character traits that we see in the bible whatsoever is good pure lovely of good report if anything is praiseworthy think on these things humility being a virtue those eternal virtues those virtuous attributes are things that no matter where you are on the spiritual scale you look at and say wow that is to be admired haughtiness and stardom and aren't we awesome and look at me and my half-dressed wife in our facebook feeds it's it's not quite the same so it's i don't have that level of excitement for russell or for his you know newfound uh, contract in denver i'm not gonna i'm not gonna boo but i'm certainly not gonna be cheering
1: so you think this will be more like an Alex Rodriguez reception when he comes back? I, I think, that think it's, it's going to be a little closer. <laughs> that's it's a better comparison. Be Although A-Rod left his – Russell Wilson does not have a new contract. He was traded. So this was not – so A-Rod, there was – Went for hunt, money. Yeah, yeah. Went, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. there was different that way. So I don't think we'll see – showers of actual money raining down from the upper levels of the stadium <laughs> oh, as happened when a rod was here that was crazy that <laughs>
0: was that was really funny if you don't know what we're talking about you might want to look that one up that was an interesting <laughs> sports moment indeed guys it is time for us to take our final shot as we wrap up the program and just give a final shout out to a thought an idea a story of the- final, final shot,
2: shot.
0: <laughs> I promise to go with Garrick first. Brent needs a mow. He needs a mow.
2: <laughs> well, mine, I could have gone two ways with mine, but I, I decided to go with the team from Rich Strike, and that is the Kentucky Derby winner. All the odds that and everything that was against them and just the way that... And again, if you get a chance, go out to YouTube and watch some of the interviews afterwards. And... It, I watched some of the people, the stable people, and I watched the post, post-race interview as well, not the entire thing, but the owner gave credit to all the people, not just like the money people or just the people in the spotlight, but everybody who worked hard. And so that's just a great story, the underdog God story, that that is my final shot. Well done, Rich Stripe team.
0: I like it. I want to give a congratulations to Sidney McLaughlin, who was a U.S. Olympian, and NFL star Andre LeVron Jr. They got married, and in their marriage, they wanted to give all glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to show a picture If possible, up on stage and uh, just showing that these are folks who know that there's something different, something better, something more important uh, than the game. than even striving for fame or the high echelons of winning the gold, there's something deeper that's love. And that's Christ. So congratulations on your wedding. And congratulations on not being afraid or ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because it is the power of God for salvation for all who believe. Brent?
1: So there was a game this week, a baseball game. The score was 12 to nothing. And you would not (laughs) think that would have had a whole lot of interest. But (laughs) just a crazy thing. First of all, so the California, sorry, I still Back in the 70s here. <laughs> LA Angels. The LA Angels of Anaheim
0: <laughs>
1: beat Tampa Bay 12 to nothing in that game. This isn't even my shout out. Reed Detmers is a rookie for the Angels threw a no-hitter. It was like his 10th game ever. But for the losing team, we've talked about Brett Phillips before. He was a few weeks ago, we talked about him we, who hit that home run for you know, that girl. had cancer was like talking about him on the air and he came up and hit a home run during the game just while she was talking so anyway it's 12 nothing his team's losing they bring him into pitch even though he's not a pitcher and anthony rendon who's plays for the angels he comes up he's been a right-handed hitter all all his career and he decides okay this is just a fun moment so he decides to try to hit left-handed against brett phillips he hits a home run He hit an actual home run hitting wrong-handed against this. Yeah, it was one of those, are you kidding me moments? I was just like, oh, this is stupid. What's he, what's he doing? He goes up and hits a home run. So I'm going to have to pull Rendon, that up and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Rendon, I'll give you, overshad- not really overshadowing, but just a really interesting side note to a no-hitter. <laughs>
0: I like it. That's just fun. And those are the games where you're just going, are you freaking kidding me? That is so exciting. Next week, I'm going to share with you a story of a a professional relief pitcher whose mother I spent over a week with on the beach and boy her story and how she raised uh two amazing athletes basically almost as a single mother and she's the one out there throwing the baseballs and Uh encouraging her kids i'm going to tell you that story next week in the meantime we talked about having that beard for the playoffs, this is a good time to mention that Real Bearded Men is one of the affiliates of My Michelle Live. You can go to MyMichelle Live, get Real Bearded Men products, save money, and also support what we do here. You can also support us by just simply liking this sharing this, giving a little comment like, hey, I'm listening or just a hello. It helps our algorithm and it helps get that God story that we share every week out there. Thanks for being part of it. And thanks to my brothers on the team. This week's players, Garrick Payne and Brent R. Baker. You can learn more at MyMichelleLive.com. Thanks, guys.
1: For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.
0: And Brent, next time try not to look so stoic there.